I'm Chuck Smeaton from the Royal Institution of Australia, and this is the Cosmos Briefing Podcast. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land wherever you are listening from today, and I would like to pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. In a few days, the Aussie Backyard Bird Count begins. It's an annual activity for all ages and involves observing and counting the birds that live near you, whether that's in a garden, the local park or even the town centre. By capturing the participants' observations within a 20-minute period, BirdLife Australia develops an understanding of local birds and you get to know the local wildlife better. To answer all our questions, Royal Institution of Australia's Editor-in-Chief Ian Canellan talks to Sean Dooley, the National Public Affairs Manager for BirdLife Australia and a noted author. In fact, his first book was 2005's The Big Twitch, the story of his attempt to break the Australian record for the number of birds seen in Australia in a single year. Sean, um, we're here to talk about the Aussie Backyard Bird Count. It's coming up this weekend. Tell us about the bird count. What is it and why does it matter? Yeah, the Aussie Backyard Bird Count is something that we started at BirdLife Australia in 2014, partly because we realised that so many Australians wouldn't consider themselves full-on bird watchers, but they certainly have a love of the birds they see every day in their backyard or walking to work or school or in the park. And we wanted to tap into that love and affection for the birds, but also we identified in our science program We have incredible researchers working often on threatened species and we have some really great data monitoring systems where people do surveys such as bird data. But we realise that that tends to be skewed to areas of, uh, you know, like in in the bush, in the forest or in wetlands or or coastal areas. And we actually, one of our biggest uh, knowledge gaps were in our urban birds, the most common birds that we, we see every day. And we do have an establishing uh, an even stronger urban birds program and we ran the birds in backyards program as well. But what we really were lacking was that that broad sense of what was going on. So we created the Aussie Backyard Bird Count to get people to connect with the birds that they love in their neighbourhood and also tell us what they're seeing and essentially take a snapshot every year of what they're seeing and then we can create with everybody having a doing their bird count, it's like a pixel in that overall picture of the health of Australia's birds. And the more people that we get to count, the clearer that image is becoming. And as the backyard bird count's gone from strength to strength, and last year we had over 100,000 people involved in the count, and so the, the information we're getting from people, we would never be able to afford to employ Uh, researchers to get this and we're actually starting to get a much better picture of what's going on with our most common birds in the areas that we live. Yeah right so Sean this is this is hard data this is proper data that 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 is useful to to um, ornithologists. It is it it is it's certainly we we do keep it separate because we're not dealing with professional ornithologists so we have to we vet it as much as we can uh, to make sure that people are seeing what they think they're seeing. And, um, but, but the data that we're seeing is actually really helping us get a much clearer picture of what's going on. And it's also brilliantly complementary to a lot of the other work that we're doing. And the, we've, now that we've had seven years of the birds in back, uh, of the 
sorry, now that we've had seven years of the Aussie backyard bird count, we, we, we we're able to start looking at what's going on over time. And we did a, quite a bit of analysis of the, the first seven years of surveys. And we, what we've picked up is some of what we expected was happening and thought was happening through our other programs. But we were actually quite surprised by some of the things we were seeing. What, what sorts of things do you mean, Sean? Um, rare species or...? Yeah, it was things like we didn't realise the extent to which our smaller garden birds are declining. We knew that we've seen our other research shows that a lot of woodland birds and especially ground-dwelling birds have been in decline right across Australia, but we thought that we, we weren't aware of the extent that that was happening in towns and cities and, and other urban and semi-urban areas. And looking at it, birds like that often get overlooked. We've got these fantastic birds in our backyards and they don't get much attention. But a bird like a silver eye, which is actually quite a successful native bird, small bird ranges right across the country. Um, and we've always thought of them as pretty common. But sort of we were hearing anecdotally people saying, I don't get silver eyes in my suburb anymore. And so when we looked at the data, we were able to see that silver eyes are not nearly as common uh, at the end of the seven years of the Aussie bird count as they were at the, at the start. And in some cities, they'd actually declined by almost half. So that means half as many people were seeing them in their gardens as they were five or six years ago. And that was something that we weren't really switched on to, but we've, we've picked that up through these surveys. Yeah, right. Sean, um, the, the backyard bird count is, an imp is, is part of National Bird Week. Yes. Um, how long has National Bird Week been a thing and why is it in October? Why is it this time of year? Yeah, the, it goes right back to I think about 1909 when the Gould League of Bird Lovers declared a National Bird Day and that, that sort of went along for the next century, more or less activities. And I, don't, I think it might have been BirdLife Australia who decided let's make it a bird, National Bird Week. We can't just fit our love for birds into one day. Right. And so there were various activities. And it was always in October because that's almost the peak time for birds in Australia. And it's certainly the best time for us to be doing the, the Aussie Backyard Bird Count because you get more birds uh, in terms of species numbers but also in terms of their their visibility. At this time of year, October means that most of the summer migrants have arrived, both sort of our shorebird migrants but also our bushbirds that have maybe spent the winter in New Guinea, that they tend to have arrived by October. And even the local birds, um, the resident birds, are far more active at this time of year. Uh, certainly a lot of female birds might be quiet because they're sitting on nests, but it's still that breeding time. There's still a lot of frenzied activity, uh, lots of territorial behaviour from from birds, uh, they're, they're much more vocal at this time of year in spring. So October is sort of that right balance because you get more birds around and most of the birds that we have around are actually much easier to see and in particular to hear. Okay. Sean, let's assume that um, a number of our viewers are not quite as enthusiastic about birds, say, as you or me. If you're, a, if you're a, 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 a someone that's interested and, and would like to get involved, what are you got to do to sign up? Yeah, it's really simple. 
Uh, we've tried to make it as simple as possible. And this is for people who are bird curious, people who are total novices but, but want to know more about their birds. You don't have to be an expert to do the Aussie Backyard Bird Count. So what, what we've done is that the simplest way to do it is to download the Aussie Bird Count app. Now, that's free to download. And when you get it on your phone or your smart device, you can just immediately enter your details and start counting with your location and, and it's a 20-minute survey. So we've tried to make it not too big a task and you can do multiple surveys in different locations because we want to get information of where the birds are in the places where people are. And that could be your backyard, but it could be at your school or it could be uh, down the beach or at the local duck pond or anywhere that you spend your day, we want to know. And certainly we want to know not just from what, people seeing in the towns but also people out on farms or in smaller communities uh, that information is really important too and so when you download that you can start counting but if you don't know what the birds are we've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to get a clue as to what they might be so we have a section called find a bird and if you see a bird in your backyard and you say, say you see a black and white bird and you think well I do know a magpie but I don't think it's a magpie you can go into the find a bird section and it will it will ask you to put in the size, the shape and the basic colours of the bird. And then the app will present you with potential species that you might be seeing that, that are seen in your area. So if you've got black and white, you might get the magpie coming up. You can see the photo. It's not that. The description doesn't match. You might get a magpie lark, um, which which and it shows you the differences, willy wagtail or pied currawong or something like that. So it gives you a clue. And also what we've added this year is when you start entering your details, the most 30 most commonly seen birds in your area will pop up. So you can scroll through those to see whether that's what you're seeing because everybody knows one or two birds. And as long as you know one, you can then start to compare what, the difference is so you go i know magpie it's basically black and white but here's something that's more black than white so you can go in and you can see okay is it the same size roughly the same size and then you might see that it's got more black or it's different color eye when you see the photo to a magpie and you realize oh this is a pied carawong which has um, only a little bit of white and it has a bigger bill and a, a yellow eye but you might ne never have realized that before and it turns out that what you thought were all magpies you've got two different types of black and white birds in your backyard so not just a pleasure but a learning experience for participants as they go they, exactly they exactly and we hope that the the learning is the pleasure it's always exciting to discover new things and certainly for me i started bird watching as a kid and and it was that that thing about i always loved nature but i was disappointed as a little kid that we didn't get lions and tigers and dinosaurs in our backyards but suddenly tuning into birds it was like this whole world of nature opened up and there was always something new to see and that it, as much as anything that the beauty of birds attracts people but the thrill of the fact they fly and they can turn up almost anywhere uh, and some of those birds that turn up are actually quite rare that that's quite the exciting part of, of bird bird watching and hopefully we can foster that through doing the Aussie bird count. Now, you, you mentioned this a moment ago, but it's good to repeat it. You don't have to have a backyard to get involved. No, not at all. It's a bit of a misleading name, the backyard bird. Mm -hmm. 
but we get people counting in their front yard. We get people counting on, you know, in the park opposite their office or what they see from from their office window. Uh, we get people saying what they're seeing in in the back paddock, um, and it, it really doesn't have to be your backyard. We we have people doing backyard bird counts from their apartment windows in a high rise block tower block in in places like you know sydney or brisbane so it's um it's amazing and that's one of the great attractions of birds there are birds wherever you are if you're in the middle of our biggest cities you can actually still get a decent bird list and see some amazing birds like our most common bird every year right across australia has been the rainbow lorikeet and that's a stunningly beautiful bird mm. and full of incredible like charismatic behavior they're, they're loud and brash and and colorful and bright and they're our most common backyard bird so it's um it, it you know you never know what you can see out there and you'd be surprised yeah um it, it was going to be a question and i'm glad you've answered it um we my partner and i moved from hobart to adelaide earlier in the year and we've completely rediscovered a world that's full of eucalypts and blossoms and parrots riding around the place because you know the Tasmania isn't so much on the parrots um, yes. and it's really just illuminated our days to be cycling off to work and 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 hear these birds chattering away in mm. the trees um, it's made a tremendous difference uh, Sean, um, if you want to get the app, you're going to go to the App Store and you're going to download it for Android or Apple, presumably? Yes, yes. Um, any any device that can take an app uh, can, can do this. It's the Aussie Bird Count app, so your App Store or wherever, wherever you actually download your apps from, that's, that's as, just as simple as that, and it is a free download. Fantastic. Um, any more information you need, you're going to go to the Aussie Backyard Bird Count website just yes. Google that form of words. Yeah, the aussiebirdcount.org.au. And you can enter your counts through the website if you okay. don't have a smartphone. So. Okay. Fantastic. Look, last thing and probably the most important thing to ask, yeah. obviously you said 100,000 people last year. Let's assume there's going to be more this year. And these are bird-curious people, as you said, but we're hoping to convert them to the next step. We're hoping they'll go on with it. If you start out as bird curious, as you did as a young guy, um, what what are the next steps? Where do you where do you go from there? Yeah, it, it depends for various people, but some people get into it through photography. Bird photography is booming, and um, I've never done it because I was it was hard enough seeing the birds I wanted to see, let alone waiting around. I didn't have the patience to photograph them. But with digital cameras now, you can just shoot off so many photos and you, you chant even the worst, even I can now take a decent photo. Um, but yeah, the, the, there are so many things you can do, get involved in local bird groups. And a lot of the bird groups that you can get involved in are affiliated with BirdLife Australia. We we're the only national uh, bird conservation organization, but we have uh, around about 35 branches around the country that run um, outings and, and meetings and have lots of materials. Um, there's, you can get, we, we like to think of the backyard bird count as the gateway drug to doing um, 
ongoing bird monitoring. And for those who get a bit more experience and are comfortable identifying birds in different areas, we, we have our bird data um, monitoring system, which is standardised surveys uh, across the country. And that's been, that, that essentially has over 20 years of data, millions and millions of records of birds, which really help inform the conservation work that BirdLife Australia does, because we can't protect birds unless we know which ones are in trouble. And also we can't protect birds unless we have people who care about birds. And we want to get people um, interested who, who we know are interested. They might feed birds in their backyard or they might enjoy seeing the birds in their backyard, but we want to let them know what's going on with birds across Australia because they're our supporters. They're the volunteers getting out and giving us this information, but also supporting the campaigns and the work that we do at BirdLife Australia to try and save our birds before they disappear. Fantastic. Look, any uh, any initiative that's going to convert someone from slight nerdiness to full <laughs> twitchering, I think, I think is a good thing. Sean, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for telling us all about it. And it, it starts Saturday? Uh, no, it starts, starts Monday the 18th and goes Monday through the for the week. So, um, so, yeah, we'd be really interested to know where you're, where you're all going to count. Okay, fantastic. Thanks, Sean, and best of luck. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for your interest. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Remember that you can head to cosmosmagazine.com via the link in the description for more great content. You can also subscribe to Cosmos Magazine, Australia's only science print magazine, and Cosmos Weekly with its unique approach to how science, current affairs and the economy intersect. You can watch and listen to all our Cosmos briefings via the link that you'll also find in the description. And remember... If you support science and its communication, please support our work at the Royal Institution of Australia. I'm Chuck Smeaton. Today's interview was hosted by Ian Canellan, and our executive producer is Catherine Roberts. Thank you. Thank you.